This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 19th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Ag labor debate heads to Senate. Black farmers to get hearing. And post-Brexit, UK mulls easing biotech regs. Vilsack Regan headline AgriPulse Summit. You won't want to miss the 2021 AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit, which kicks off Monday with a keynote address from Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. During the online summit, which will feature three half-day sessions, we'll hear from some of industry's top minds as they discuss climate risks, rewards, and uncertainties. You can register now at agripulse.com. Senators to introduce Ag Labor Bill after House passage. The House has passed the Farm Workforce Modernization Act for the second time since the end of 2019. But the bill's supporters lost a bit of ground with Republicans yesterday, and the path through the Senate may be as difficult as ever, in part due to the surge of migrants at the border. Some 30 Republicans voted for the bill this time, compared to 34 in December 2019, that when Republicans held fewer House seats. The FWMA was one of a pair of immigration measures that the House voted on yesterday. The other would provide legal status to DREAMers. What's next? Well, Senators Michael Bennett, the Colorado Democrat, and Mike Crapo, the Idaho Republican, will introduce the FWMA in the Senate. Senator Bob Menendez, a New Jersey Democrat who introduced President Biden's comprehensive immigration proposal last month, told reporters that the House bills could be uh, part of a larger reform package. He said, our goal is to see if we can come together with a series of Republicans to see how far we can go, which I would assume would be inclusive of the House bills, he told reporters. Holland and Ty take office. Deb Holland was sworn in as Interior Secretary yesterday following uh, later in the day by U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Ty. Meanwhile, the Senate voted 68 to 32 advance the nomination of Boston Mayor Marty Walsh to be Secretary of Labor. As Secretary, Walsh would be in charge of regulating worker pay and safety as well as administering the H-2A program. AgriPulse Daybreak will continue after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Bronow hearing could happen in April. A hearing for Deputy Agriculture Secretary nominee Jill Bronow could come as early as April after the upcoming Easter recess. Senate Agriculture Committee's top Republican, John Bozeman, says he's willing to get the hearing done as soon as possible. He said, I would assume that we could get that done by then. There's no reason not to go forward, he told AgriPulse. Dozens of food and ag groups support Bronow's nomination. 
She currently serves as Virginia Ag Commissioner and would be the first woman of color to hold the number two spot at USDA. Meanwhile, the House Ag Committee has scheduled a hearing next week on black farmers. This comes amid complaints by committee Republicans that Democrats rushed into law a $4 billion debt relief program for minority farmers without studying the issue. UK mulls deregulation gene editing. In the wake of Brexit, the United Kingdom is hearing from supporters and opponents of gene editing as the government considers deregulating the technology when it produces organisms that could have been achieved through conventional breeding. Commenting on the consultation, as it is called, the Biotechnology Innovation Organization said the UK, quote, has the unique opportunity to be the first country within Europe to establish a path forward for genome editing technologies, which would give farmers in England, quote, new powerful tools to enable agriculture to be a solution to the ever-growing threat of climate change. The view of the UK's Department of Environment, Food and Rural Affairs is that organisms produced by GE or by other genetic technologies should not be regulated as GMOs if they could have been produced by traditional breeding methods. A group called Beyond GM criticized the potential deregulation, saying it is clear that government has already formed a view on the necessity for deregulation, is pushing this end, and regards it as a pathway to innovation. Now keep in mind, European Union regulations set strict barriers for introduction of genetically modified crops, and a 2018 European Court of Justice ruling equated gene editing with genetic modification. Wheat group anxious over U.S.-EU tariff truce. The temporary deal made this month by the U.S. and European Union and the U.K. to suspend all tariffs tied to airplane subsidies was welcomed by the U.S. Wheat Associates, but the group says it is not optimistic that the detente will be permanent. U.S. hard spring wheat is just one of the American commodities hit by those 25% retaliatory tariffs. Others include orange juice, cotton, grapefruit, almonds, walnuts, and cheese. While the reprieve is welcome news to U.S. farmers and their customers, many are still cautious. U.S. Wheat Vice President of Policy Dalton Henry said yesterday, with parties on both sides of the issue dug in, the four-month window for the tariff suspension is likely not long enough to solve the dispute. USDA announces third consecutive daily corn sale to China. USDA yesterday announced another large export uh, corn sale this week to China in the 2021 marketing year. This time, 696,000 metric tons. It was the third consecutive day such an announcement was made. Wednesday, the USDA announced an export sale of 1.224 million metric tons of corn to the Chinese buyers. The sale to China reported Tuesday was for 1.156 million tons. Rancher to pay fine damage for filling creek wetlands. A Colorado rancher has agreed to pay about 
$343,000 to resolve violations of the Clean Water and Federal Land Policy and Management Act on private and public lands in the state. The Environmental Protection Agency announced the proposed settlement with John Raftopoulos yesterday, which includes a $265,000 fine and about $79,000 in damages for discharging dredge to or fill material into Vermilion Creek and the adjacent wetlands from 2012 to 2015. Now take note, the announcement came one day after EPA Administrator Michael Regan took office. Here's today's She Said It. Any of us who have visited farm workers in the fields, and some of our members have been farm workers themselves or children of farmers, know that the environment, the heat, the chemicals, the rest are challenging. And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi arguing for passage of the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, March 19th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.